think I need another cheeseburger You got, you got all your papers in check. You got all your uh, all, all your files filed. Got all your shit. Not really. That's all right though. I'm ready though. What is it? I mean shit. Is it Fun Fact Friday? <clears throat> well, I've got Fun Fact Friday pulled out. I just know I, I printed out the stories, but I don't have them, so I don't know where I put them. Did they? Were they? Like, perhaps? Perhaps were they in your mail truck that burned <laughs> while at work? <laughs> Uh, no, unfortunately. Well, I guess fortunately. I don't fucking know. No, they were not in my. It didn't burn, by the way. Are we? Are we on? Are we going? We're fired up, man. We're. we're... Oh, what the fuck are we doing? You, you didn't even get a countdown, or was I not looking? Anyway, no, it didn't catch on fire. The um, uh, the the radiator exploded, and then upon that explosion, it was just a it was a a funky mist of just damp disease and disaster chemical smell and yeah i jumped out this is how much of an asshole i am i jumped out and then jumped back in to save the mail and packages and then i'm like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing you don't like this job that much why are you risking your life for other people's valuables get away sit in the field just wait till the end of the day yeah well i don't know are you are you in the running or gunning for like employee of the month or something are you got, got there's no such thing they do that i was like God, they <laughs> no. don't do that they don't do yeah. that. They don't do that. We're, we're like, just. Do it. Does anyone do that? Do I'm zero four four two four seven five seven. That is my official employee identification number, and I will be recognized as nothing other than that. Nor do I want any recognition other than that. Yeah. Chotsky yeah. said, uh, uh, "The the restaurant does it." Wait, works do you guys have an employee of the month at your work, West? No, no, no. We don't. We don't you do. Guys, that. Uh, you guys give like you guys give like the employee of the month like a pair of Jordans or some stupid shit, right? Uh, no, it's like yearly during the sales kickoff. They, they, there are some uh, recognition things, but really, I mean, the big thing is if someone if someone from sales, there's a certain amount of uh, GP that has to be sold with a with a sale or an award, and if that is reached, then they get to bang the gong in the office, which is always great when I'm having a meeting. When I have like a weekly cadence call with like a you know a point of contact on the uh, customer side, like yeah, hey, okay, we got some deadlines and some deliverables. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry, folks. My apologies. God, that sounds awful. Yeah, I will say though that recognition does go a long way, and it would be appreciated at some juncture in maybe somebody's career to maybe just give like a hey, good job, hey. Thanks. Not hey, hey, remember your day off that you wanted this week? Yay, you're working it. <laughs> that's your, that's all you Yeah, get. that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. I, I mean I just I don't need fucking recognition. Fuck you, pay me. Mm-hmm. That's my recognition. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say that. But I mean if you're into that thing, if you're into the praise, get, you have at it. Ask for Here's some. the thing. I don't need it, nor do I really desire it, but occasionally it's welcomed and appreciated. You know what I mean? It, it, just a vocal, even just a vocal notion of appreciation is a welcomed thing. I don't think anybody's going to turn that down. Of course, the gong thing is a little obnoxious, but I'm sure it makes those fuckers feel a little happy and satisfied when they get to fucking ring it out. But, like, there's nothing like that in, in my department of the world where, where I work. It's you get, you get into a truck that may or may not catch on fire on any given day of the week. I don't know if I have the picture on my phone still or not, but I actually had a complete wheel literally fall off. Like, you watch, like, a cartoon, and it's like... And then you're watching the wheel go down the road while you just fucking drop 
three quarters of the way to the ground because the front end just lost a leg like a fucking dog in a rodeo. I don't know what that means. But, so yeah. Hold on. I got a question for you. Uh-huh. So, I mean, this is just because I like I like pestering you. Uh, I've, I've worked in, in jobs that have fleets of vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that I, I'm one, almost 100% certain, but, again, your employer probably takes liberties with some things. Are you not supposed to check your vehicle before you drive it? Mm. Like, walk around it, make yeah. sure the fucking tires are on securely. <laughs> every day. Every, every day. Did you not do it that day? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I did it that day. I do it every day. I do it that I, I I turn on my lights on. I make sure my flashers work, my turn signals. And let's say a turn signal doesn't work. I'll go inside. And that's an easy fix. So they might send the mechanic guy up to pop in a new light or whatever. But let's say my horn doesn't work. It's like, this will be the response I get. The horn going to stop you from driving? Guess not. <laughs> Guess we'll take it today. Um, turn signals out. Uh, oh, mechanics aren't here. Okay, well, turn signal's still out. That going to stop you from driving? Guess not. Guess we'll take it today. Hey, uh, the truck uh, keeps breaking down like every time you take it in or out of gear. Uh, don't turn it off. Okay, take it. See you tomorrow. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. So I maybe, but I don't think you still didn't get to the point. So did you not notice that the tire was loose? Yeah, every. Oh, wait, hold on. The tire was loose. I thought he said the radiator blew up. Well, the radiator blew up on this one. I'm talking about, he's talking about when my wheel. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, no. Every time I went over a speed bump for like the last like month and a half, it was just going just like. And then it would take a second to kind of like come back together. And then, but it would still drive. So, what, how do you write it up? So, you write it up, front wheel's doing something weird. And then they're like, I don't see anything wrong with it, just looking at it. And then you go over a speed bump one day, and then the wheel goes one way, and you go the other. Write it up as front wheel is doing something weird, because if you okay. if, like, if you wrote it up that way, and I was a mechanic, I was like, this fucking guy, I hope he dies in that death trap. Like, but if you were like, hey, my wheel is coming off very well, explicitly, Alan, then you would have been like. That's probably a problem. <laughs> I'm not driving the truck like Indiana Jones leaning off to, like, shoot some Indians from the side of a horse. I'm not, like, w- going down the road, leaning out the window, like, staring at this wheel. You hear it making a weird noise. And I know I didn't write down, front wheel's making a weird noise. No. Fr- front wheel sounds like the shocks or springs have an issue. Might want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Something to that effect. So... Again, let me go back to the walk around to the car. Uh-huh. You did not write up that the wheel was fucking loose. Because, like, even if you aren't Ace Ventura it out the car to see that the wheel is loose whilst driving, are you not, like, I remember truck drivers that I side sat with would, like, kick their tires. I think if you had a loose tire and you kicked the tire before you drove it, you'd be like, oh, shit, that's probably, like, deadly. <laughs> okay. First of all, I know exactly what was wrong with the vehicle. The CV joint snapped in half. Now, I can't necessarily tell if the CV joint has a crack in it or if there is a bearing that's about ready to blow out or if there is a gasket that's not necessarily fitted on properly. I don't know these things from a visual reference because, one, I'm a mailman, not a mechanic. All I can do is show you that there is an issue, you want to look at it, and if they don't take care of it, all I can do is what my management says is like, yeah. Does it drive? Yes. See you tomorrow. I get that. Yeah. I was just curious if you were ever at any point like, hey, 
fucking wheels falling off. <laughs> I might wanna... It also sounds like you guys have like the Barney Fife of mechanics there. You're like, mm, looks okay to me. Uh, well, You're going out the road there. Every, every fleet mechanic is the Barney Fife of mechanics. <laughs> well, in their defense, um, let's say we find an issue with the vehicle, then you've got about eh, two hours to fix it, and that and that's it. And they want it fixed in that two hours on a vehicle that was put out by Northrop Grumman in 1985. So there's always an issue. There's always something wrong. There's always a Band-Aid. There's always a, see you tomorrow. <laughs> like, uh, get yes. on the street. We got to get you out of here. That's it. <laughs> now, if and, and I do agree with that, because every, let's just say, every good pilot does a pre-flight checklist. You know yeah. what I mean? <clears throat> and I'm not, you know, I, I was about to say I'm not comparing you to a pilot, but I kind of am. You know, you're, you're the pilot of the road. You know, that's well, how you need to treat these things. And you know, that's why I asked that question, because, like, I know some guys who certainly wrote some stuff down on those sheets about their walk-arounds, but that shit wasn't true. You know what I mean? So I was just trying to take a peek into Murr's workday. Gotcha. Okay, well, does he care was, about his own safety, or does he just say fuck? <laughs> if I had a backup, right, if I was to say, like, hey, look, I legit can't take this thing today. Can I have the spare truck? That would require... A spare truck if i can't get out of the parking lot that day in a mobile vehicle then i am literally going to be sitting in the building until the vehicle that has a problem is fixed that could be two hours that could be three hours that could be me literally waiting for another person to finish their entire work day so that i can then drive their truck to start my work day and, you know, that's kind of a thing I don't necessarily want to do. So will you risk it and see if maybe tomorrow will be a better day? Yeah, you do that a lot as well. And yeah, I guess, I, sorry, go ahead. I got so many more questions. Like, do you start your own, do you have to start at any particular time to just deliver the shit whenever? No, that's a fucking, let me tell you something, pal. <laughs> there are rules stacked on top okay. of rules, stacked on top of contract negotiations, yeah, stacked on top of rules that are then... Uh, in conflict with other rules, but then you skirt those rules. But if you get in trouble for breaking the rules that you broke because you had to, then you'll be held accountable, and then you can file a grievance with your union that'll take two years to find a filing that is either beneficial or not beneficial to you. That's fair. Now, if you get a, if you get a ticket in the truck, do you have to pay for that? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, you should find out tomorrow, a, you know, speed. Do you not know? Yeah. I, no, I, well, what I do know is if I get into an accident, the post, the, the company <laughs> will pay for that um, in some capacity. Uh, we don't have insurance oh, in the shit. vehicles. We don't even have license plates, which I've been yelled at by a grumpy old man about. Uh, you ain't got no license plate in your vehicle. I'm like, well, they're federal vehicles, so they don't have license plates. That's not, that's not true. That's not true. License plate go in every vehicle. No, what's not true is what you're saying, because it's a federal vehicle, meaning that they can use it in Virginia or Texas or Maryland, where we currently are, and they don't they, they, they don't abide by state laws. So yes, fuck they them. don't. You don't tell them what to do. Say, Thank yeah. you, concerned citizen. You're wrong. Have a good day. That's well, I guess this mail is going to be delivered to fucking tomorrow. How about that? <laughs> I mean, if I drove if I drove through your front yard and killed your little yappy dog, like, how would they identify the vehicle based on its square fucking nature and its 1985 build? Yeah, you seem like you uh, know, know a good. Uh, you know how you seem like you're kind of a cosplay mechanic. This wheel's a bit squeaky. You think you can come out and give it a quick? Once over a diagnostics test. He's, he's got a legitimate concern because everybody knows that North of Grumman is the preeminent fucking car manufacturer in the United States. <laughs> so how are you going to tell? There's so many of them. 
on the road. I will tell you this, though, I, and I'm going to give them full credit for this. How many vehicles that nobody gives a shit about are still active from 1985 and available to run tomorrow, which is pretty... Like, look, bottom line is, if they want to replace our vehicles, I say you go get the cobwebs out of that fucking rusty old building in Detroit and you start stamping out some frames and you start stamping out some engine blocks and put them right back on the road because they will last you apparently 40 damn years. I don't know, man. Besides carrying capacity, you could be in a fucking 1984 Toyota Tercel, and it would probably be getting along just fine. Yeah. So, I mean, good on you, I guess, Northrop Grumman, but it sounds like they're a little bit deadlier than they should be. Yeah. They don't, go, they don't really go fast enough to kill you, though, so there's that. Oh, that's <laughs> a good one. So after yeah, your car was on fire and you reported uh-huh. it, did they say, like, mm, not going to stop you from driving it. Better get back in there and, and finish up the route. pick you up. I have been told on several occasions, do you think you can finish in it? Depending on what the, 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 the problem is. I actually blew up an engine in one of them because uh, I did keep driving in it. I was like, well, it's making a really loud fucking sound, and um, it won't go over 20 miles an hour. Like, man, can you, can you think you can squeak by for a little while until we get a truck out there to get you? No. All right. Every sure, good yeah. dispatcher worth their salt would, would starts there. It's like the it's like the IT. Did you unplug it and plug it back in? Okay. It's one of those. The power. And dash. by dispatcher, do you mean do you by dispatcher, Alan? Do you mean whomever happened to answer the phone when I called? Uh, yeah. I mean, in your scenario, yes. In other organized <laughs> fucking businesses, there's a person who does who does all that for you. Yeah. But it's, yes, it's, you get it. It's the Barney Fife with the CB radio, of course. Yeah. I'm assuming you guys use CB. It could be some other form of mm-hmm. radio technology. I don't know. What was Northrop Grumman pumping out in the mid-80s then? Was it CB? <laughs> Probably. That'd be so much more efficient, actually. <laughs> you could you fuck with truckers. God knows I never did when I had a CB radio. I'll tell you that. Those are only oh for God. truckers and communications, not Wait, for... So do you, got, do, you like call, do you have to call in or do you have like a walkie-talkie? No, I use, we use cell phones because it's a computer that's better than anything that was built well, in the yeah, last... I just, yeah. look, I've, I've been in fucking trucks where it was a fucking walkie-talkie. Yeah, like, no, I wish, you we had, like the, I wish we had those. You, you don't get like the... Hey, this is truck 14. Oh, uh, yeah. malfunction. It did. I used to... Uh, so I used to side seat for my, my brother drove the truck and I'd side seat with him and I would clear our stops with our dispatcher mm-hmm. and like cuss him out over the radio. Be like, we're fucking done, Chad. Fucking mark that shit off. Fucking done. What was out of here? What was, what was this for? Shred it. That worked for shred it. Shred they it. They fucking they do document disposal on site. They used to. I don't know what the fuck they do now. I think they got bought by somebody. But either way, they roll out a big ass truck and they literally have a wood chipper in the back of it, standing upright, and you dump two hundred pound bags of paper in it, and it fucking just go 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 go. Just choose it all up. It's good Dang. fun. I had a good time. That's not, that's not a bad gig. Damn, I want eh, it kind of sucked. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> you try 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 picking up two hundred pound bags of paper, you start to rethink things. But yeah, I mean, got got in shape. I figured the CB the CB balls. radio the CB radio would be worth it though. You know. Yeah, that was it. I was like twenty one, so I was a fucking menace. Like I didn't I didn't give a shit. Like <laughs> I was hungover every fucking day. Like it was it was a problem. Dude, before cell phones, I my dad had a CB radio like back in the 80s. And then when I got to high school, I actually installed it in my Ford Probe. And nice. me and my and me and Tom, Wes, like 
I gave we, he got one of those really nice walkie talkies, and it would pick up on the CB, and we could. Ch- so that was our original form of the Cecil County yeah. cell phone. See, I I had uh, I got well I, I had my hands on a couple. I ended up buying one off of uh, Ryan. Uh, <clears throat> everyone knows him from the show. He had like he had one that had two or three channels, but they were the good ones. It, it, they were, all the truckers kind of communicated on this and had one of those high power radios. But man, this had a puck, like a hockey puck magnet that was. I used to put it on my goddamn radiator in my bedroom like and plump it down there. Well, then my parents got sick of me using it all the time. So then one time I snuck out and um, uh, was using it on my dad's truck. Uh, <clears throat> just just put it on top of his uh, Astro van. Well, a 10-year-old forearms w- weren't developed enough to like pull it off. So I just like got it at the base and just... <laughs> and I was like, ooh, what's... Maybe he doesn't look at the top of his van. Maybe he just doesn't. Fish <laughs> enough the next fucking day. He's like, what the, what the hell's this? What did you do? It's like, just a little, I mean, a little, little turtle wax. So buff that right out. <laughs> what are you so agitated about? You know what I'll never forget about your dad's van? Well, two things. One, I remember being so jealous whenever he picked you guys up from soccer practice because it just had like a mattress in the back so they didn't fucking, like their spines yeah. didn't collapse when they were driving up and down the road. Alan, for the for, for the benefit of you and anyone else who's listening, my dad had like a 1987 white Astro van, empty back, sliding door, two, two front seats. It was a stick shift and he had it. He had it until like 2004 or five. It, it had about 300,000 miles on it. Then just bought can another I, one. Can I ask why? Dude, I, he, why? <laughs> do, I mean, do you want his version or do you want the real version? Uh, both I want the little of both. And I just want to say because like you're only buying that if you're kidnapping children or you own a business, right? Like you haul carpets or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so what was what was well, the actual? Reason? Well, what Mur- what Murrow's referencing is for a long while, just in the back, he had this old this this mattress. That's where we. That's where if if the front seat was occupied, that's where the kids sat. That's leaning towards kid kid kidnapping. Looking well, <laughs> looking towards kid stealing. If it's your own children, uh, to him, it was it, it, it was efficient. It was cheap. Uh, he could beat it up. Uh, and, and he figured like, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, it kind of an A to B type thing, but, but, uh, in case I need to haul stuff, the the real, the real reason is, is he always had this hard on for being like a quasi carpenter. Like I'm going to be lugging all this lumber, all these tools. I'm going to be doing stuff on the weekend. I'm going to be hauling in firewood for the family. I'm going to be doing all and it, Fuck man. That, that, that shit collected seven 11 coffee cups. That's not all that shit fucking collected. Well, nice. the other fun story with the white Astro van is I don't remember know if you remember the uh, the old DC sniper there, Alan. Um, yeah, I do. But didn't your dad get like uh, you know questioned at one point because oh, yeah. he had the white van and the DC sniper supposedly was driving around in an unmarked white van? Yeah. So I the I was in college. My mom told me about it. The questioning was relatively swift. It wasn't like they, you know, he was one of, you know, it was it a usual suspects type thing. Like say, give me the keys, you cocksucker. It wasn't anything like that. But I think they were getting pretty desperate and it was like, all right, let's cross reference anyone in the state that has something similar to this. And we'll, you know, we'll see if that, and it was, it was quick, but yeah, he did quick get questioned about it. Yeah. Was like, no, I was hauling a bunch of lumber around. 
I'm a carpenter. Can't you see? I'm not a sniper. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, we have here that the sniper was possibly lying down in the back of a vehicle to get his shots uh, nice and clean. Could you explain the mattress that you've had in the back of this uh, yeah. Astro Van, Mr. Fox? Yeah. Yeah. I... You know, uh, well, my, my kids like to have uh, wrestling matches in the back while I take them to and from soccer practice. So, you know, it just seems reasonable. Nah, okay. see, that seems like a situation where he didn't say my kids. He said the kids, <laughs> like just not thinking. And they were immediately like, hmm, wrestling. I need you to get out of the vehicle, sir. Yeah. Uh, just step out. So, yeah. So you were jealous of that Astro Van Hummer. Oh, yeah. When I saw you guys jump in the back of there with that mattress, I was like, oh, man, they're riding around the lap of luxury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, you betcha. No, he because he, he always talked about getting us uh, at some point uh, a two seater, you know, some sort of like uh, he always wanted a Miata. But he's once the S2000s came out, a two seater convertible. He's like, yeah. And then, you know, he retired in 2005. And I thought, oh, this is it. Time's perfect. I'm, I'm graduating from college. Dewey's out of the house. I'm soon to be, you know, if, if all goes well, I'll get a job. I'll be out within a year. Perfect timing. And then what does he do? He just buys an early 2000s Astro van. Same color. Uh, automatic, too. He complained about that. He's like, I don't know why. They, they don't make them in stick shift anymore. I can't figure out why, they, why, why GM gave up on the stick. God. <laughs> you know, like, spiritually, it's kind of like a Miata. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, look, he he lived he lived through that vehicle. He had good times. You know what I mean? Good memories. That might, that Miata wouldn't have done him any better than that Astro van. Mm -hmm. mm, no man, I mean, I had a Miata. That thing was mm. you. You mm. did have a Miata. I did. I did. <laughs> that is not surprising at all. <laughs> I got my Miata. I think like the year that Corky Romano came out, starring yep. Chris Kattan. And, uh, yeah, so the, the mockery of the Miata began almost immediately. I thought I bought, like, the coolest car I could ever have bought for $6,000 off a used parking lot. <laughs> and, and I did. And I did. And, and you know what? Fuck everybody that made fun of me. Because, man, that thing, it was rear-wheel drive. It was a six-speed. Oh, man, that thing, was, that thing was glorious. Yeah, and what a way to ruin a, a, a new purchase from a young man other than a fucking Chris Kattan movie. A Chris Kattan movie? <laughs> God. Whew. Sorry, bro. It's a joke that, like, that shit, you would total it if you ran over a pebble in the road and shit. I gotta tell you flip. something, man. <laughs> I got hit head-on in that car. I was sitting at a median, and some old man fell asleep at the wheel doing 80 miles an hour in a Grand Marquis. I saw the I saw the road sign. It was like one of those four by four uh, wood road signs explode before my eyes. I went to go for reverse, got to neutral. He fucking crushed me, knocked me back forty feet. Both my fists punched through the dash. Got hit by the airbag and just got out with all the adrenaline in my fucking system flowing. I could have flipped my car with my bare hands. Didn't you, it was. Didn't you say the the, the neutral actually saved you? Not getting into yeah. reverse, but putting it into neutral. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. The cop. The cops were like, "Oh, well, how'd you get back this far?" I was like, "I don't know." And they're like, "Well, what'd you do?" I was like, "I tried to go for reverse. I guess I made it to neutral." Like, shit, dude. That saved your fucking life. That was the last thing that. That's the last thing anybody in uniform said to me, and then I just stood there like waiting around until they towed everything away. And you know yeah, what they did? Right. They called it in on a really high quality CB system. Like, <laughs> we got a Miata on the road. It's got a. It starts. You think you can drive it home? It's got a, something funky. It's got something funky with the right wheel. 
in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to go to the hospital? No. Really? No, they, they actually, uh, the, the ambulance, like, bandaged up my hands where I cut them through the dash. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, think I, I think I ate some pizza toppings a little bit later that night and got through the trauma. <laughs> I think you probably should have gotten money for that in some capacity. I, well, here's a funny story. I went to a lawyer and I was, you know, physically I was fine. And I'm also an honest guy. I know, Alan, you would definitely disagree with my decision making process on this. And uh, I go to this guy, but I mean, let's, that's a, who, who are we hurting here? The insurance company? Fuck it. <laughs> well, I go to the lawyer and he's like, okay, so what are we talking about? You got some neck pain, back pain? I'm like, nah, I'm fine. Like, and then he's like, okay, all right. Uh, what about your arms or your shoulders or this? I was like, nah, no, nah, I'm good. And he's like, this is, he stops for a second. He goes, He's Let like, me ask you something. Sure. What are you doing here? I said, I don't know. I got hit head on, and they're not going to pay me full price for my car. So he's like, you don't have any, you, and you don't have any injuries. I don't think this is going to fly. I don't know why you're here. And he kept, he kept jogging me along to like, oh, I feel my C4 in my vertebrae. Uh, <laughs> Getting a little sticky wicket going on. <laughs> you don't think it's going to fly? Speaking of flying. That's what you should I like how your fucking brain was just like, I, they're not covering the six G's I paid for this prime Miata. Fuck. I really need to get, I, I, didn't, I didn't buy the gap. I really need to fucking do something here. That's the, you could have been like, I'm getting an S2000 now. Brand new. <laughs> fucking back hurts. Right. <laughs> Well, I think the guy you could have rubbed it. I think Dad's face then too. <laughs> I think the guy died, so I think in my mind I already won. <laughs> so. He should have died. Yeah. So should I. Here I, I am. Mean, yeah, that's why you got to get some money from the insurance company. I uh, believe me. I now my forty-year-old self kicks my twenty-year-old self every day. Yeah, that's a bad move. A twenty-year-old self could kick your ass now, but you could have taught him a thing or two about insurance fraud, maybe a back neck. You know, something that it was what you said it was an ambulance, was it like an EMT that was asking you these questions? No, no, this was the attorney I went to to like try uh, to get the highest yeah. value for my car I could. It's like, yeah, he's like, you, you, you try to get all six thousand dollars for this fucking me. You mean you don't feel any pain? Like, I, you know, I, I actually cut myself shaving this morning, got a little knicker on the cheek there. Uh, but yeah, you know, balled up, uh. Bought a piece of paper, stuffed it on there. His extended arms went through the dashboard, not of his own, not of his own volition. He didn't do. He didn't punch the dashboard. Like he was sitting there like this, and a force went through him. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm good. I don't want money." It was full body inertia, just yeah, <laughs> obliterating fucking stamped plastic. You're, yeah. doing, you're doing a lot of body blade, man. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's why you gave you the <laughs> That's what it was. That you know, by the, by the <laughs> way, a normal human's forearms snap like twigs, not fucking verse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, see, what's happened is, is I've actually been able to reinforce my forearms with microfiber tension replacement. What that means is the very small, minute no motions I've been making with the body blade have actually strengthened my forearms on a <laughs> molecular level, which is why I had the ability to punch through the dash of a Basically what he's saying is if you body blade enough, your arms turn into body blades. <laughs> and then you can just punch through dashboards. You're basically an X-Man, more or yes, less. Exactly. <laughs> but middle speaking of body... <laughs> <Guys>. <laughs> yeah, middle class holes. 
<laughs> Speaking of body blades, um, almost on the same page. Uh, roller blades. I didn't know. I don't know if you guys know this. They're making a comeback, at least according to Facebook ads that I've been receiving as of late. And I haven't been talking about roller blades. I have not thought about roller blading. But the Roller Blade Corporation has been putting out a lot of advertisements on your social media platforms. And I'm wondering, is it time for a comeback? Probably. It's probably about that time. Yeah. I I mean, so. You're going to have to market it somewhere. Because the first go-around, the first iteration was roller hockey, then turns into X Games. Right. Yeah. Extreme yeah. sport. And the X Games, I, and I say X Games, I, I use the term X Games uh, the same way someone would say Q tip or Frisbee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, sure. Extreme, extreme sports. sports. Right. And X Games, which more or less is kind of the, the figurehead of extreme sports, is has brushed it aside. It's, you know, it was once a competition. They had street uh, rollerblading, I think, and then they had vert, vert side rollerblading, where these <clears throat> Japanese dudes were doing. 1550s in them. Uh, well, like, I think finally they were like, look, the human the human body can only spin so many times in the air, and they can only cross their legs forward and backward and backward and forward, and now we're done. That's all the tricks. Right. So <laughs> They tapped out. In three years, uh, they reached the maximum of human potential. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah, so I, guess, I guess my point is you're going to have to market it. You're not going to – you can't go back to the extreme sports. It's going to have to be more leisure if you're going to make a comeback. You want to exercise your dog, but you don't want to ride the bike or run? Rollerblade. Uh, a to B in the city, you don't, uh, you don't feel safe riding a bike? Rollerblade. Um, I don't know, but could you – Christ, I, I don't know when the last time you guys were up in New York City, but fucking bike delivery, whether it be uh, mail, uh, packaging, or food, is that they're all over the place. You're going to get hit if you're not looking around, and you, your your fists are going to go through their spokes. And if you ain't body blading, you know you might get a you body blading. Your fucking arms are you're you fucked. Well, so I, I, maybe that's a an opportunity. I, you know, I don't. Know, I just think. You're gonna have a tough time getting back into the extreme sports genre. What about if we did like roller skate, like roller skating rinks, like what we had back in the day? But we rollerblade them, and we like we jazz them up a little bit. We make them a little bigger. Maybe add a little bank on some of the sides. Give mm. us some speed, mm -hmm. and just you know, fucking jam out. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Like, in, like, like, an indoor, like an indoor track and field type thing? You know, like indoor yeah, track and track yeah, and have that little yeah. tank around the edges, something like that? Yeah, but with a disco ball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bottom line is what you're describing is like the 1970s, Alan. That's all you're really yeah. describing. And they yeah, did roller skates, derby. Skates. Yeah. Well, but, and yeah. Here's, but here's the other thing. I know that roller skates themselves made a comeback about five, ten years ago, and I yeah, see kids yeah. outside all the time on roller skates, and then I bet the rollerblade company's like, these motherfucking roller skaters. Because let's be honest, the rollerblade was a great invention. What ha happened was, much like Corky Romano ruined the Mazda Miata, you're going to have to forgive me, we live in a different era, but the perception of gay men on rollerblades ruined the rollerblade marketing for straight men in America because they didn't want to be mocked for being associated with that class of citizen at the time. Again, I know, we live in a different society now, and it's okay. I think what's happened is the Rollerblade Corporation realizes that the Gen Xers that were being mocked and will no longer ride rollerblades are too old to actually strap them on or use them anymore. So they're going after a new woke market 
that doesn't care about these superficial titles like, oh, you're gay. Maybe I am. Mm -hmm. I like the sweet breeze in my hair on my delightful urethane wheels. Kiss my rosy red dick. Yeah. Have a good day. I just yeah. look. Man, you got a, I think you got a rosy red dick. You have rollerblades. Like rollerblades can't be red, mad at roller skates because roller skates are just fucking cooler. Okay, rollerblades. They are, but they're less aggressive. Yes, I, I I get that, but again, like, how aggressive can you get on some skates? We just went over X Games was like, well, this was boring, uh, and and got rid of them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, there are some roller skate movies that I have seen. This is my barometer. I, good roller skate movies exist. Not a single fucking good rollerblade movie exists. That's and I don't terrible. care fucking Air, what you say. Airborne. Yeah, fucking terrible. Mm, I, I'm going to have to go back to the scrolls because I think. I'll, I'll, I'll counter. I'll, look, let's say hypothetically it's a C plus, right? Fucking. Hold on. And it's not. It's like a fucking D minus. Can I interject? Hypothetically, it's a C plus. Go ahead. I'm going to have to go back to the scrolls, the middle class old scrolls. Back when yeah. it was the, the Four O's podcast, we did a good bad movie. That was yeah. my number one. I, I vaguely remember because this is when we were recording yeah. upstairs. And I think you were like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. No. I mean, it might be. I think, you're, I think I might have gone back and watched that, though, after that and was like, mm, no. Because I think the nostalgia got me. Okay. But in hindsight, no. Right. Fucking, and then you got, and then you throw in like, uh, you had like the fuck, like Disney, Disney, Disney had one in night, like the nineties called Brink. Terrible. Oof. It was Disney fucking, uh, rollerball with like LL Cool J and fucking Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell's like dead. Yeah. That guy was robbing once. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, who is, who, hold on. Wasn't, uh, uh, Oz striker Oz from America yes. in that movie. Oh, maybe that's who I was thinking about. Yeah, that, that's guy. Really, yes. that guy. No, that guy's dead. Chris O'Donnell's dead on like uh, NCIS Louisiana or some shit. I feel like that guy was running a challenge in Real World versus Road Rules on the set of that movie, of that yeah. that Brink movie, and he was you know running all the the the, the cast through what they were the challenge that they were going to have to do. Yeah. 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 I look, man. It just. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe I did say it, and if I do, I retract that statement from how many years ago. But you're able to go. There's back no to good that. roller. Look, tons of good roller skate movies. Okay. No good roller blade movies. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Roller blade movies were would have been made in the '90s, and I stand behind my 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 thesis that all movies that were made in the '90s would be made better today. I can't say that about '80s films and '70s films. Right. They were gritty. And and most of your roller skate movies took place inside of like uh, like a roller rink or something similar, like or a roller derby, something that was exciting, and there was like a cultural attachment to the film. Whereas the rollerblade movies were like quasi aggressive, you know, like we're gonna fight, we're gonna fight on this downhill course that some guy made up. Yeah. So airborne, so airborne, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, they tried to implement a little bit of it in Mighty Ducks too. You know, they tried to during during the off season in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, but it was hockey based. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think that adds a level of like legitimacy to rollerblades. It's like, all right, I'm trying to simulate a, a single blade. I get it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like that. That makes a little bit of logical sense to me. Other cool. than that, yeah. If you're strapping wheels to your feet. Uh, all, I'm, all I'm saying is you should be doing it whilst chasing tail at a dimly lit fucking hardwood recreational center while listening to fucking Fernando. 
badly. Like that's how that's how it should happen. It should not happen on the streets of Cincinnati with fucking other lame bullies. Yeah. Okay. With uh, uh Seth, was it Seth? Ro- not Seth Rogen. Seth uh, Green. Seth Green, Green is your sidekick. Yeah, that might be uh, that might be tough. I will say, anytime on any of these, like uh, whether it be YouTube or Facebook Short Reels or something like that, if I see. And I, I'm not being stereotypical about it. The people performing these stunts are usually Asian women of some sort, but it's roller skates and they do the splits underneath like rows and rows of things like cars that are set to like 12 inches, uh, uh, you know, cones with, with, uh, broom handles that you or I probably would have a tough time crawling under, let alone strapping up roller skates and then splitting and, and those are impressive, but yeah. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Murray, you probably have been there. Did you ever go to the roller rink in Newark off of 273? Newark probably Del- for probably for like one of those like culty like church overnight adventures. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to say okay. yes. So that's exactly where I went to that once with the <laughs> it's like a Baptist church thing. And <clears throat> so I like I don't know. I, I knew how to rollerblade. I didn't know how to roller skate. So I was one mm. of I was one of like six people on rollerblades out of a couple hundred roller skating around, but I was zooping around backwards doing a couple triple Lutzes and things like that. <laughs> I wasn't, but interestingly enough, I was <clears throat> going around and a couple people who were sitting off to the side who were taking a break, probably because roller skates, you know, hurt your ankles and your, the, the balls and the arches of your feet. They were like, like, Hey Wes. And I was like, yeah, man, they're digging what I'm doing next time around. Wes, yeah, you betcha. Look at me go. I'm going backwards this time. Third time around. Stop. It's like, what? Like, hey, man, your fly's down. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> How long has it been like that? I don't know. Probably could have been hours. Could have been hours flying around that rick. I was, I was wondering why I had a good draft going on. <clears throat> man. But yeah. just remember that Brady Anderson hit 50 home runs because he rollerbladed around Baltimore. And you, yeah. too. You, too, could possibly be an Oriole great. That's right. That's the only, reason. That's the only yeah. reason too. Didn't rollerblades uh, and dollar bottles at Baja? J- JFK. Uh, bottles, right? Fuck. <laughs> who's it? J- uh, JFK Jr. Rollerbladed yeah. to was it his mom's funeral? Anassis. Did he really? They, yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard. Knock on him. They were like, "How the fuck could he be so pretentious?" And he was. He said, "Oh, I was. I live in New York. I was trying to get A to B quickly. I took him off. I put on my dress shoes. What, what's the problem?" Like, oh God. How could be so disrespectful? I don't. I. I don't think it's disrespectful. It'd be disrespectful not to show up, <laughs> or stand yeah. there, or stand there in your rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, likewise, you could fucking like a Gen Zer could do that now, and their boomer grandparent would be like, "You fucking." Yeah, I get, you know what okay. I'm saying. Like, there's no, nothing changed culturally, really. <laughs> I know. Okay, hold on. Why does the rollerblade? This is I don't. Why? How did the rollerblade get such a bad name? That's the thing. It became yeah, like because. Okay, like you said, Mer, this is a different time. But I remember they were fruit booters, because like that's what that was the mean nickname for the for the fucking the the rollerblade kids. And yeah, I don't really and look. It was probably airborne that did it if we're being honest, but <laughs> I don't know. It just wasn't like, it always seemed the odd man out. Like when you went to the skate park, there was, there was space for skateboarders and there was space for BMXers. And then they were like, look at these idiots with fucking wheels strapped to their feet. Like my, my wheels are not on me. 
they're a, they, you know they're a, a something I use, and they're I think that really did people in for some odd reason. Like, why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Well, like, okay, like Wes just talked about JFK Jr. going to his mom's funeral. Like, if he walked there, no one says anything. If he even rode a bike there, people would be like, oh man, that guy, he's really conscientious of the environment. He doesn't want to take a car. He, he rode a bike. But then all of a sudden, he straps like a different form of transportation to his legs, and he's an asshole. Because <laughs> they're rollerblades. I think it's the strapping to the legs, right? Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's really, that really it. Like, I don't respect skiers or snowboarders, <laughs> honestly. Like, I, th- I, feel, I feel like there's an added level. There's both an added level of difficulty and an added level of ease to having your fucking locomotion strapped to you. You know what I mean? There's a lot There's a lot going on fucking in, on a skateboard. You ever fucking bombed a hill on a skateboard and hit a pebble? I have a feeling on rollerblades you're just kind of fucking... It is whatever. Yeah, you get a little squirrely. You get a little squirrely yeah, like yeah. there. I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I've never owned yeah. a pair. Because, well, again, connotations. Re- realistically, it was the... Uh, and a lot of new... <laughs> I'm just going to sit here talking like I have like an intermediate level knowledge of, of rollerblading. I did it for a few years. The trick was always to remove the attached brake. That was going to get you in a lot of trouble. Uh, <clears throat> they put those on for people who played ice hockey, or not ice hockey, excuse me, roller hockey, just to break fast. But for anyone who was doing it, you know, at a recreational level, it's just, it just you could stop without it. Uh, but the problem was dickheads would be get, get going backwards and throw it down and boom, not, not realize how physics work. Yep. I, just, I feel like the bail, the bail, like the bail is riskier with feet, like, like you ever seen skiers fucking eat shit and they just the fucking skis f- carbon fiber fucking uh, leg attachments that just don't go nowhere it, uh, they're definitely causing more damage than they're worth you know what i mean i think the same thing from rollerbladers like if i'm on my bike and the shit's about to get hit gone kicking that bitch away it's out of here i'm not taking a peg to the fucking appendix you know what i'm saying but fucking <laughs> rollerbladers you got no recourse it's over what are you gonna stand no on wheels motherfucker it's it's, it's illogical to me <laughs> So, okay, so then your only backup towards, or like the only recourse towards uh, roller skating is that it just looks cooler. There were cool movies about it, and you could dance around, and people could, you know, had had a disco type thing. Because it wasn't as aggressive. Like, that's the thing. You could strap wheels to your feet if you want to, but just like, you know, groove it. Why Why do you have to fucking like cross your legs and slide down a fucking handrail? We don't need to do that. Skateboarders do that. Bikers do that. Leave that to the professionals. <laughs> don't strap wheels to your feet and fucking and try to do the same thing. It just seemed weird. It always seemed weird to me. No, I don't no, know why. No. It just, maybe, and I was a bike guy, so maybe that was it. I was just like, look at those guys. There was the freedom to glide, though, man. Like once you figured out rollerblades and you like and you were good at them. Like I could do almost do like the like the hockey stop. Like you couldn't do it completely because the wheels would grab too hard. But I could almost do the hockey stop on, on rollerblades. And I wasn't that good, but I was proficient enough to be able to do stuff like that. I could cross over my legs. I could skate backwards. And mainly it was because of hockey. But then I was like, hey, well, you know, I could get a really good workout doing this. I don't know. It just It's just weird, the stigma that got attached to them. And then the rollerblade corporation just like... They laid in wait. They were like a wounded dog. They crawled under the they crawled under the front porch, and they're they're finally like, all right, guys, we finally saved up enough dollars to advertise again. 
Let's try to make a comeback. And I almost want to go get my rollerblades out of the garage and uh, do it in the backyard where nobody sees me. Yeah, like, like you know, I just ride my bike around the neighborhood. Stop at 7-Eleven, give me a fucking Gatorade. Fucking come on out. Use my two legs. Walk after I got off of my bicycle that locomoted me around. What the fuck am I doing in rollerblading? I'm just rollerblading through 7-Eleven like an asshole? Well, I take them off, walk around in socks? That's fucking even worse. It just never made much. It just it, it doesn't make sense to me. That's fair. Like like Robert uh, fucking Robert uh, you know fucking JFK Jr. That motherfucker what rollerbladed through Manhattan with his Ferragamos around his neck? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> no, he had he had, he had someone run behind him with him. <laughs> it's like here you go, sir. Put these on when you're done. <laughs> That's re- if I had Secret Service running behind me, I might rollerblade. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is if they figured out a way to like, like, I don't know, like, in, like I don't know, separate in the middle so that you just wear your regular shoes and then they like snapped on like Iron Man boots, like then then you're on to something. You know what does exist? Skate mm-hmm. versions of those. Yeah, with the heelys. No, you just like it's just a skate bottom that you can tie like you fucking strap to your shoe, your foot. God, that's like so basically oh, the invention yeah, exists that. in the more superior form of locomotion, is what I'm yeah, saying. Well, that's like that's like the roller blade of roller skates. <laughs> Nobody wants to be seen yeah, in that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not, look, there's no street cred in it, but functionally it exists, is all I'm saying. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to go, we're going to go from one generation to another. Uh, in this week's friend or foe, Tinder launching something very unique. It's not here in the United States, but Mr. Murr, shed a little light on us and let us know what we're getting into this week's friend or foe. Well, if you did rollerblade back in the 90s, there's a dating dictionary of terms that are being used by Gen Z singles. Um, it's been created in response to widespread confusion from older generations. Tinder has released a handy guide after research showed that 62% of 18 to 25-year-olds feel that they speak a very different language than older singles when it comes to dating. Uh, Sydney sex and relationship expert, I guess Sydney, Australia, uh, Georgia Grace explained that the dating dictionary can help everyone, even those who aren't dating or in a relationship. Quote, although the basics of dating haven't really changed, the majority of Gen Zs feel that they speak a very different language than their parents and their grandparents when it comes to dating. Okay, so um, this is where it comes to the friend or foe for me. If you cannot speak the language of your potential suitor or mate, should you in fact be pursuing that suitor or mate in the first place? Uh, Friend is, yeah, you know what? If they're into me, I'd like to be able to do the research to continue this pursuit or foe. No, if you can't have the basic communication skills with the person you're attempting to date, then you should probably find other waters to swim in. Alan, I'll start with you. Uh, wait, what was the, was it foe? Foe is, um, if you don't speak the language um, of love to this particular generation, maybe you should not be dating that generation. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, me and you, I think, are, are, are language guys, right? So, like, like, yeah, I think that's fine. That's, if I'm too old to really understand what the fuck you're saying, we probably shouldn't be bone. We, we could bone, but we probably shouldn't be, like, dating or relationshiping or anything like that. Um, I mean, sure, I can learn if I really think you're great. But, yeah, I think that there, there might be something in that. It's, and, like, I appreciate that they're, that generation is doing its own thing, like, 
I'm I'm woke, I guess. I try to be at least somewhat informed, but fucking I don't like there is shit that I'm just like I don't know what that means and I'm married and I don't care. Just you know, do whatever. Do- dock together do whatever you want. Put, put things put things wherever you so please. And call yourselves whatever you so please. I could care less. I could actually I could not care less. But fucking yeah, maybe don't bring it over here. Like if you start start talking to me in some crazy Gen Z language and I don't understand you, don't feel offended. I'm just gonna leave. Or I'm just gonna be like, I don't know what that means, sir. Goodbye. Wes. I, I mean I'm I'm going to say faux, but under the pretense that I I, I don't really care. People are gonna aftertaste friend foe with a friendly aftertaste meaning people are going to create these apps to try to make money and i get it and like oh it's kind of funny and it's kind of quirky i get it it caught caught our attention but i know i just don't like this like rosetta stone for fucking dating like what is it oh oh, a peacock chair that means they uh want me to bend over and do the bat wing for them okay wow that's some that's unbelievable that's 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 wow And and i obviously i just made that up on the fly but this is twofold. <clears throat> generations have created new languages to separate themselves from previous generations, mostly their parents or their parents' friends or things like that. All right. <clears throat> people who decide to date younger people always cross the line and always roll the dice about getting made fun of. If you love that person, okay, and you find out that through, uh, you know, dating and <clears throat> and connecting and communicating and figuring out all your little peccadillos and stuff like that, and you're able to get over that hump of whatever the age gap and the lingo that you all don't, one of you doesn't know or one of you does know or things like that, and you can laugh about it, great. I don't need a fucking app to be like, mm, boy, it's just, this is going to help. That's what Alan said. Like, maybe we can smash, but at the end of the day, if this ain't worth it, fuck it. I'm done with it. Actually, this reminds me of a really good fucking uh, <clears throat> uh, comedy bit from the early 90s. This guy, I don't even know who it was. He was talking about dating someone younger than him, and he was probably in his mid-30s, and he was like, man, you know, we were sitting there, we were having a great time, and then I just broke out like, oh, man, that, that is funky fresh. And she was like, wait, what the hell did you just say? I was like, ah, nothing. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm faux because, like, like, again, if you're just, like, smashing, then there's no need to, like, really develop each other's vocabulary and understand one another. Um, but this seems like tenders, like, I don't know, maybe they're on, maybe they're on the downswing. I don't know, maybe they're trying to get into the actual relationship game. But I feel like if you're teaching, this is where it becomes weird. If you're teaching an older generation how to romantically align themselves with a younger generation, it also seems like you're grooming in some capacity. You're, you're, you're training the older generation to uh, almost persuade or convince the younger generation that you are someone that you are not. And that concerns me a little bit. Like, right now, if you went into your mind, we all have significant others, but let's just say something tragic happened to them and you got back into the dating world. What is the youngest you think you would date? And I would, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know, like maybe just shy of 35, somewhere 33, 34, 35, because I'm going to be 44 this year. I could still relate to that person, like, um, just intellectually, and they're not super young. This, to me, says, like, oh... I'm in my mid to late 50s, and I would really like to have a trophy wife who is in their 20s who is not 
actually uh, developed enough to experience the real world, and I need Tinder to teach me how to talk to them so that I can convince them. I can pull a, a fast one on them. Yeah, I think this also is like, remember the, what last episode we talked about, or maybe the episode before we talked about like fucking technology, technology influencing obviously major cultural shifts. So like, I think that's a big part of it too. Like you look, all right, let's look at two generations, right? Let's look at uh, millennials. I don't know what the fuck you guys are, Gen X, probably, Gen Xennials. Right? I am the babiest of baby Gen Xers. Gen Xers I'm like the right. last. You're like the weird Xennial fucking betweener, right? Yeah, and I'm, 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 yeah, that's right, yes. Yeah, and I'm a millennial. But, like, so fucking, let's look at it this way. Like, millennials, Gen Xers, and then fucking, what, what's before Gen X fucking? The, the, it's a lost Boomers. Generation. Is it boomers? No, I think it's yeah. a lost generation in, like, the 60s, 70s. But either way, fucking, if those three kind of all communicate fairly well to, with each other, right? Like, I communicate with y'all fairly well. I talk to my brothers who are Gen X fairly well. I communicate with my parents fairly well. And I think that's all, like, we all kind of experienced a lot of the same shit. Between the time we were born and now, like I, we, I mentioned the other day, language and technology have jumped in such a fucking leap that it, lit, like, literally language has changed because technology has jumped so fast. So, like... Yes, there are only the same generation differences between, like, us and our parents. But, like, they are literally speaking two totally fucking different languages. Like, there's technological words these people just have never even fucking heard of. You know what I mean? The Gen Z. So, on one aspect, from a language and, like, a logic perspective and intellectual, I get it. But it does, it does seem weird that we've gotten to a point where, like, two generations kind of don't understand each other. Yeah, but, but do, do you, okay, all right. Certainly there's something to be said about, okay, first of all, people have done shameless upon shameless upon shameless things to get laid, and they'll continue to oh, do yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. It will never stop, and it will only grow. But, okay, me on my way to work, I, it's about 25 to 30 minutes depending upon traffic, and I'm like, you know, trying to learn Spanish or Portuguese or French or Italian via Rosetta Stone. I use that as an example, but it could be something else. And then halfway through this, I'm like, ah, man, boy, I've had enough Spanish. Time for some Gen Z. Like, BRB. BRB. Be right back? Yep, be right back. That's right. Whew. God, man, I feel better about myself. I mean, that's... Uh, how, how, about, how about this one, Wes? How about kitten fishing? Kitten fishing. <laughs> See, that's what I feel like this is more... It's less, it's less what, like, Wes, your example was. It's, le it's less like LOL, BRB, and more like... Do you want to cover your hand in mayonnaise and insert it inside me? That's kitfish. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I think we were more involved. Like this is our urban dictionary yeah. dirty Sanchez. Gotcha. You know Check what I'm this out. And I'd use the and I'm going through some of these because like uh kitten fishing refers to tweaking or embellishing certain aspects of your life, appearance, etc. to make yourself a more appealing on dating apps. So uh almost almost catfishing, but still almost. being yourself. Yeah. So it's like it's so like for example, uh, maybe you're kitten fishing by using a facial filter on TikTok. Gotcha. So it's like you're presenting yourself that way. You're not actually that, but like you don't see a problem with it because your generation, all of people in your generation, they all kitten and it's fish. Not a, and it's not a full on catfish. But here's the perfect example: the word catfish is what, like ten years old? Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. a little bit longer. So like we're the. This is language and technology changing, right? Catfishing fucking now has bred a version of a word that is a version of catfishing that's not like catfishing. 
but it is. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, so that's a perfect example of in 10 to 15 years, a, something didn't exist. Now it exists. And now there's a, ver- a fucking variation of it. Yeah. People like, aren't, people aren't crutching on their riz anymore, man. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. So a, like a good kitten fish. For <laughs> Christ. I was trying to like buy over that. I love, <laughs> I love it. Oh, that means that means they're not leaning on their charisma. Charisma, that's right. Riz, baby. Crutching on the riz. I was, riz say, I was gonna say a uh, a good a good kitten fish for myself would be I have a nine inch taint. When in fact it's only an eight inch, but if you were to see it via a, a photo, you wouldn't be able to differentiate an inch here or there, right? Like nah. like it would be like this hole is a filter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a filter, guys. A kid fish me off. I legit thought you had like because the, the, the it's like a, a splatter paint thing on the front. I thought that was like like oh we're gonna put a little up here just to make it look. No, so I guess this is an older T-shirt, and I guess it's it's gone the way of the kitten fish. Mm. <laughs> it was actually bitten by real kittens. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally different. Uh. Uh, so at least like at least I'm 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 grateful to know you guys and that you are both uh uh foe with a uh friendly aftertaste. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck, but it's 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 like it's weird. I, I, I always felt as though if you were for whatever reason, recent divorcee, uh an older person who just never settled down, uh you know, <clears throat> a, a, a God forbid, a widow or a widow whatever. Widower. <laughs> Widower. Uh, if you went back into the dating field that, uh, you know, you, you were in, and, and you opted to date someone or try out, out a younger generation, you were taking a leap of faith. You were going to have to go through, you were going to have to be, you know, first three dates go well. Like I want to introduce you to friends of mine. Like, Ooh. okay, yeah, here we go. And that's like, Oh my God, I've heard so much about you. You're the old guy that she's dating. Oh, wow. You're going to, you're going to have to eat Molly at a fucking nightclub. Yeah. And- Figure it out. <laughs> but see, to me though, to, to me though, there's there's nothing that's not as despicable as what Tinder's doing because Tinder's like training you to be like more advanced in that scenario. Whereas the scenario you guys are describing is, I've met this person, I yeah. like this person, I want to get to know this person's culture, if you will. So I'm going to learn it on the fly with the person, not go through and study the culture outside of the person's interests and then we basically like weasel my way in. Yeah. Use it. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I give you that. I would, I would hope that people aren't using it as like a study guide and more so like a, like a glossary. You know what I mean? Got to look something up real quick. What's that? Oh, uh, what's that acronym there? Oh, yep. Glossary. You're going to have to teach that to some Gen Zers what that actually means. It's just a dictionary in a book. Uh, it's it's a, a it's it's Google in book form, yes. Yeah, it's, it's Word Google that, at the back of a book. All right, shut this fucking thing. Oh, down. you mean gl- you mean gloss in the cube? Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. No. Uh, yeah, we fucking. That's it. Totally you mean, forgot. You mean gleaming the cube with uh, Christian you Slater? Glad you got to glizz the riz. Yes. Uh, <laughs> bunch of stuff back there. No cap. You know, I'm I'm gaining a lot more respect for Pauly Shore than where we're talking about this because that motherfucker created entire generations where the language. <laughs> Words are just Polly Shore lines. Really? God, what a dude like a no context Polly Shore. Oh, 
<laughs> All right, yeah, put that in our pocket. Yeah, just wheezing the juice, guys. Just wheezing the juice. juice. It's your boy who won't lay off the fucking jungle juice at the party. Just keeps shoveling it in. Just keeps wheezing the juice. Yeah. Actually, that's way too similar to uh, to Encino Man. We can't use that. We'll go to the draw. Right. We'll go to the drawing. We'll go to the drawing board on that. What's the drawing board for Gen Z? The the hand hand machine. I don't know. <laughs> the whiteboard. Three <laughs> D printer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we got. We I think we're all faux with friendly aftertaste, and that's all right. Good luck to this. And this is coming out. Of, I think it. It's Australia, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But. Australia again. It's almost that's like a that's like a pilot for the United States. If it goes well there, it's going to make its way across the Pacific. Oh yeah, it's yeah. tender. They're they're an international app. They're gonna they're just gonna see, yeah they're gonna see if it's working. It's a it's a much lower population density in Australia. And uh, yeah, once the once the once the boomers are smashing their neighbors' grandkids, then they're like, hey, it fucking works. <laughs> The states. Well, I think what what's going to happen is they may be able to talk the talk, but when it comes to time to walk the walk, these Gen Zers are going to get about six to eight minutes of some real fun and be like, Jesus Christ, fuck this. <laughs> I got to date some of my own age. Be honest. Look, did you hear us trying to talk it? And we ain't even that old. Like, <laughs> imagine fucking like a fuck. Like, I'm fucking 36 years old. I can get away with stuff like this still, kind of. But nah, it sounded awful coming out of our mouths because we're clearly not the fucking generation that needs to be talking this way. Yeah, but the guys that are 10 to 20 years older than us, their bank account really erases a lot of the errors that they That's make along fair. the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They can rollerblade to someone's fucking funeral. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> you got fair gobbles, you can get the funeral anyway. <laughs> In fact, they've rollerbladed to many of their friends' funerals recently. That's <laughs> like a once every other week date with a Gen Zer. That generation is not blading anywhere. They are fucking skating. Right? You, you accompany me to a funeral I need to go to next week? Oh, I'm sorry. Is it a. A family member? Oh, no, it's just one of my good friends. He died. It's a kid I went to high school with. <laughs> yeah, we grew up together. <laughs> Smelling his lawn. Just died. No, it's same age, actually. It's a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to mow his lawn with rollerblades on. Dumb <laughs> bastard. He was trying to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp with Mania and just, woof, a little too intense for him. <laughs> ah, all right, look, let's, let's switch gears. Let's switch our rollerblade gears from... <laughs> Four blades to two blades. And let's uh, expand our minds in a little thing we like to call, fun fact, fraudy. That's right. Let's get to some mental floss amazing facts. Brought to you by our friends over at the Shin Splints Recovery Group. Also being brought to you by our new friends at the fucking me in the pussy group uh, that I can't remember at the moment in time. <laughs> Hold on. Don't tell me. I will get there. The Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth. If you've been searching for a new scientific explanation to the world that you live in, why? Why is it that things happen the way they happen? Why Why do I lose cellular coverage when I'm in my backyard? Well, that's because the satellites have to go around the backside of the Earth. That is, of course, flat. And before it can reach the other side of the plank, that is the landmass that we know as the Earth that we grow up on. Um, I'm just rambling because I have no idea what to fucking say about the Flat Earth Society. (laughs) 
It's not growing as much as I thought it would grow. I'm surprised that the Shinsplints Recovery Group grew as quickly as it did. And the Flat Earthers, uh, it, it's taken a minute. Look, there's decades of truth behind Shinsplints, all right? Fucking, and we're still searching for the, the Flat Earth truth. We'll, we'll get there. Well, we're just advocating for truth. We're not actually telling the truth. We're advocating for the search for truth. That's true. Yeah. Shrouded in doubt. We're not advocating anything, actually. Really, just that somebody finds the truth or not. Let's just cut all of that out, and let's just get through some amazing facts. Did you know? It's a bit of a misconception that the giant pandas dislike sex. In the wild, pandas don't have a problem with mating. The main issue is breeding and captivity, where breeders tend to select mates based on genetic qualities rather than actual interest. See? They need that Tinder app so they can speak the same language. Right. Plus, female pandas are fertile just once a year for between 36 and 40 hours. That's it. Scientists have tried a number of things to encourage captive pandas to get it on, including panda porn. Well, will, these bastards are willing to try anything. Jesus. Panda gangbangs, threesomes, <laughs> S&M, whipping each other with bamboo. <laughs> just anything to well, get them fired up. <laughs> just let them bang. Right. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Well, I just, like, you put them in fucking walls, maybe they don't get all as turned on as they normally would. Okay, Alan, it, it's the equivalent of like, okay, so essentially these zookeepers are playing... I don't know, yeah. Terminator or Robocop with other pandas are like, oh, that one, I like that one's spots. Okay, I like that one's tooth pattern. Let's put that one with Missy back at the San Diego Zoo. And the Missy at San Diego Zoo is like, fuck this twat. What am I doing with him? And they're like, no, no, fuck. And you got 36 hours, so get it on. And they, they just don't like it. Yeah. No, it's because, look, if anything, I've watched enough David Attenborough to know that female animals are fickle. Even more so than our female animals. Hmm. And fucking, yeah. That, you can't just be fucking throwing in like a stud expecting fucking old, old, you know, Kelly Panda. I don't know why I went with Kelly. Uh, I do, uh, actually. She's going to be like, yeah, come on over. Let me let me get some of that. You know what I mean? No, she's like, look, look at this fucking idiot. His fucking face spot's too small. I'm not mating with that fucking asshole. <laughs> look at this fucking dick. Baby probably can't even chew fucking bamboo and walk at the same time, and <laughs> and this is how it goes. This yeah. is my assumption of the the, the dialogue between I, the I need. I think we need to create a show around everything that Alan just said and have Alan be the panda fucking whisperer because I think what he just said is legit right on. Like yeah. just fucking do it. They they call Alan in. Hey, where are pandas mating? <laughs> Look at this fucking tool bag. Look at the fucking spot around his right eye. Obviously, Missy likes the spot around the left eye, and his dick's about half the size of most nature, natural pandas. Fuck look, this. Look at this. Look at his tail nub. It's got yeah. poop on it. Fucking idiot. It's yeah. not fucking mating. I'm not. Missy's not mating with that. Get it Alan, out of here. Alan comes in as a uh, uh, a dating panda consultant to. Yes. To the, the renowned zoos all over the world, San Diego, the Bronx Zoo, Omaha, they like we we need to call in the Winston Wolves of panda. Man. He's like, listen, uh, I have a tried and true method. It's called speed dating with the pandas. All right, we're gonna get them. We're gonna have like a a whole uh, gourmet table of bamboo, uh, and I can spot from a, from afar who's interested in who, and we'll figure this out. But stop trying to fucking make this work the the old fashioned way. 
All right. You know what? You make a good fucking point. So why not if, okay, if, let's just say the females aren't really being that fickle. They just don't see anything they like in that one they have in front of them. Yeah. Why not do a panda? Like, if they've only got 42 to 36 hours of fertility, mm-hmm. then why don't you just bring, like, a gangbang scenario over to one of these zoos and say, all right, pick the one you like. Yeah, and just, just Debbie does Dallas them. Run one in, fucking give them a minute, and fucking, nope, not happening. Right. Okay, cool. So, out of there. So you get, like, eight hours of speed dating and courting. If she hasn't figured it out, then it just turns into a full ble- full-blown panda express. <laughs> Well, good. <laughs> Is that a train joke? <laughs> I'd see, you, you betcha. <laughs> I was like the Oriental Express, but we would have got canceled for that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, that was a good pan. That was the There's best. Oriental Express. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. That was probably the best panda joke I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, the bar's pretty low, but that was pretty good. <laughs> We've been on fire with panda material today. Actually, the elementary school that I went to, the uh, the mascot was the panda. <laughs> I should let him know. Hey, you guys know they're having trouble mating these days. We go with something else. Shit, yeah, maybe don't bring that since then, buddy. Yeah, maybe don't bring that up at an elementary school. I'm just saying. <laughs> I need yeah, as many fertile hard. pandas in the gymnasium as soon as possible. They, they could get me in as a, a keynote speaker of someone who's successful and graduated from that school. But the first thing I'd be like, you guys know that pandas don't like to fuck. <laughs> someone that successfully graduated elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Someone can dream, man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Did you know in the 1880s, Thomas Stevens rode a penny farthing bicycle around the world? Alan, as our expert Googler, I'm going to need you to give us a screen share of what a penny farthing bicycle looks like. I'm going to assume that it's the giant wheel in the front and the baby wheels in the back. You are absolutely correct. Okay. That's what, that's what it is. Do, I, do you want me to pull it up still? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, may, let's, let's screen share this thing because I've always been interested in why. <laughs> one, of these, one of these bad boys oh. manufactured by Northrop Grumman, uh, I heard. <laughs> you know, look at this guy. He's like, look at my shit. Modern bicycle. <laughs> look, at my, look at my shit. His nuts must have been mush after this. Yeah, he, he said, take the picture. Take, take the picture. <laughs> I'm going to need a panda to fill in for me, for my wife, after this is done. Jesus. Here's the thing. is like, here's how we know that that design was was obnoxiously wrong. Because only twats like those two guys you showed in that second to last photo there continue to ride them for nostalgia's sake. Like, there's obviously nothing functionally superior about that bicycle. Or we would have bikes that have, like, a larger front wheel. Maybe not that large. But, like, something of that nature. Like, I mean, I know it's trial and error, and it got us to where we are, but, Jesus Christ, some guy rode that fucker around the goddamn world. Yeah, it, it didn't take a, an around-the-world journey to figure out that that was an inferior bike design. I understand what you're saying. I mean, we, we, we are, in our generation of people, we are spoiled by, if you watch the Tour de France, if you wake up at 7 a.m. on a July morning... And be like, ooh, boy, I'd love to watch the Tour de France. Some people do. Uh, and, and, and you see those designs. They've changed, but minimally over the last 20 or 30 years. Yeah, that, that might be a bit ridiculous. I'll tell you how I fucking watch the, the Tour de France if they're doing them on these bad boys. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I woke up and I saw fucking, you know, 
some Italian fucking crushing stage four on one of these fucking bad boys, I would tune into Tour de France. I'd go to the Tour de France and yeah. just stand on the side of a mountain, cheer fucking guys on bicycles. Do you know how like they, they have stations for hydration that they grab? Yeah. yeah. You're going to have to have equal parts stations where guys get off and there's a potato gun shooter of talcum powder for their ass. <laughs> and then just, oh, all right, I'm good to go. And just for another four miles, maybe. Apparently, they were popular because they uh, they reached high speeds and because of their comfort. Seven miles an hour. <laughs> Believe it or not, because of their comfort and because they reached high speeds. That's why they were popular. Because the big wheel uh, was shock absorption. Oh, okay. All right. I'd like to, I would honestly like to try one. I would like to just try one just to see what the just, – just to see. But, I mean – uh, yeah, I don't. Fuck, Wes, you said something in my mind. I'm I'm a little boozy now, so I can't remember what the fuck you just said was. Talcum powder. Maybe that would be a good like novelty is having a talcum powder guy with like a like I don't know a t-shirt gun on the side, and like as they go by, they like they glide and then boom, they burst them in the ass with that. That now I know what it is. The speed, the top speed of being seven miles an hour. You do realize that back in the day, they thought if you went over like 50 miles an hour that your skin would peel off your body. That's why people are, were afraid of trains. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, like how fast can you go on a bicycle? I know that I went down the hill to Port Deposit at about 55 miles an hour because my brother drove the truck next to me and I wasn't wearing a helmet. And I all of a sudden got scared and got the flop sweat because I thought I was going to die. Like these guys back then. They weren't cracking any fucking world record speeds. Whereas now, Tour de France going downhill somewhere. How fast do you think they're going? 60, 70 on that fucker? Yeah. Through the, through the French Alps. Yeah. And the first person to do it, to get to those speeds, they talked in Gen Z lingo then. <laughs> that's, that's all that came out of their fucking mouth. Shepherd's here, show. Hammer stammer. Zippa zippa. <laughs> I'm dead. the hammer stammer. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what I don't know what the conversion is on that. Yeah, like what do you kilometers? Mean? You in kilometers now? Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, two point two. Twelve miles per hour. Twenty to twenty five kilometers per hour is a speed that you can get on one of these fucking death traps. Um, wow. So yeah, that's pretty, twelve. That's twelve to fifteen miles per hour. Wow. Jesus. Wait, hold on. Twelve miles an hour. Okay, hold on. The fastest humans now run up to like 23, 24. You mean to tell me back then that in the 1820s that like people were like sprinting past them? That's nonsense. Yeah, but the fastest man runner in the 1820s, like, yeah, Usain Bolt wasn't fucking running past fucking Nigel Pennyfeather on his fucking <laughs> stupid bike. Like, it, it was, it was <laughs> another Nigel not running 20 miles per hour. But the, human, like, the, fa- the fastest human sprinter then could have ran faster than 12 miles an hour. I, I, well, I yeah, looked I, this, I looked this up because I wanted to see what time period I would have to like, if I had a time machine and I wanted to be an Olympic gold medalist when I would have to go back to, and I think they were running the hundred in like thirteen or fourteen seconds back then, which I would have beaten them by like two seconds in my heyday. Well, so the I was Olymp- like, oh, the first Olympics was the first modern Olympics was eighteen ninety six. 
Yeah, and I think the I think that the first world record time back then was like thirteen or fourteen seconds. Damn. I ran it and I ran it in like eleven when I was when I, I was, was in nineteen ninety seven. I think I ran it like eleven four. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even run the hundred. I couldn't I I couldn't get on the hundred meter team because that was too slow. I was a mid distance guy. Yeah, so yeah, be. so I so yeah, I think Alan's point stands firm. Is that like ain't nobody in the eighteen eighties fucking like. Sprinting past in their fucking, like, wooden fucking sold shoes. Wouldn't that, that, that <laughs> have been a hell of a race? Usain Bolt's fastest was 27 and a half miles per hour. Holy goddamn shit, dude. That is fucking. Well, also, he, he, he uh, between 2000, when he first broke the world record to what is now the current world record, he did like 40 years worth of world record breaking in an eight year stretch. So, I mean, yeah. Put that in perspective. Sure, but I, I but still, I mean, that's the fact. Twenty-seven miles an hour, dude. Like you're breaking the speed limit in like most yeah. neighborhoods in America. That's amazing. Some, Karens are like, slow down. Yeah, I stand by. <laughs> there was no Usain Bolt back then. Sure, somebody probably could have ran faster than it, but you know, it was the it bolts was... were the bolts were harvesting fucking sugar cane for the French fucking. Empire, <laughs> you know, so, if they uh, only knew, if they only knew back then, yeah, their their masters were fucking rolling around on their giant wheeled bikes, whipping them. They could have just fucking sprinted past them. Hey, away. We're, we're about to get together a world united event where we showcase the greatest athletes. Hey, we should get old Grease Bottom Bolt in here. N- no, no, we meant other people. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> We meant the whites. <laughs> the slow, slow whites. <laughs> Did you know? Famed photographer Diane Arbus, who was born on this day in 1923, once convinced socialite Gloria Vanderbilt to allow her to photograph Gloria's young son, Anderson Cooper, for a spread in Harper's Bazaar magazine. It has since become one of Arbus's most recognized photographs and was even displayed in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Wow. I did Cooper's a Vanderbilt? Yeah. Wow. Did not know that either. That's that- why okay, Wes, when you were at Perryville High School, and actually Alan, I'll ask you this too. Did you guys have channel one Whittle? Sure. Yeah. Sure did. No. Wait, what? No. It's like a homeroom homeroom thing. It was like a fifteen minute show that uh Kind of got you, got it got your mind moving. They prevent present yeah. you with cool news stories, some facts, this and that, and the other thing. You have cool. something like that, but I don't know. I was it was so Anderson Cooper got his start there. Um, Lisa Ling got her start there. Uh, a few others, some uh, black chick who ended up on MTV doing uh, MTV News for a little while, and um, but Anderson Cooper, his whole thing was because he the Bosnia was going on while I was in high school. And Anderson Cooper actually used his own money to go there to report to Whittle. They Whittle gave him their press credentials just to be there. And it's because he had Vanderbilt money and he wanted to be in a war zone. And I've always respected Anderson Cooper for that. That's always. Up. Yeah. Anderson Cooper did do some war zone in, in his Oh, day. yeah, he did. I'll give him that much. Yeah. yeah. That shit, that's like <clears> – that when you, someone gets a, uh, what, a, a hurricane duty. Like I'm in 106 mile an hour winds. That shit's wild. That's but the worst. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not saying those people suck. But what I'm saying is, when you're in what Bosnia, 
and years worth of war is going on behind you? <laughs> Listen, motherfucker. Give me a local affiliate fucking North Face jacket and send me out in the rain. Do not fucking give me a Kevlar vest and send me to fucking Syria. I'm good. I'm fucking. I'll go fucking check out all of the hurricanes you want me to check out. How many North Faces you got? Is this Gore Tex? Gravy. Fucking definitely not going to the desert. Yeah. It's spirited wars versus, yeah, the, the 5G level hurricanes. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And I remember there was a whole report where he got shot at, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Cooper's the man. I was watching a Ukraine one, I think. I don't know what channel. It might have been Vice, honestly. Uh, just in passing. And they were, like, wa- like walking along a street. And fucking a shell landed, like, maybe a quarter mile behind them. And they all just, like, fucking fro- freaked out and ran into a little bunker that was, like, right there. And Vice guy was like, well... Yeah, we're in this bunker now, so see you guys in fucking couple hours, probably. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. No, thanks. I'm good. Did you know some scientists claim that the best time to take a nap is early afternoon? Because that's when a dip in body temperature makes us feel sleepy. Yeah, you know, some scientists say you shouldn't do that. Who are some scientists? 10%, 4%, sleep specialists. I don't know. Good Christ. point. But Cosmo Kramer said, what, 20 minutes every three hours? That'll get you by the day. Because some, because he read that some, uh, some Einstein. did it. Einstein did it. Yeah. yeah right. Einstein did it. Yeah. Listen, this is America. Science is opinion now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, fuck them. Now, well, science is opinion unless you are backed by a major pharmaceutical corporation, then science is fact. Oh, no, that is definitely opinion. What? No, that's definitely opinion if it's backed by pharmaceutical companies. Oh, no, that, that's that's fact because you're not going to appear on MSNBC, CNN, not Fox News, unless you are backed by a pharmaceutical corporation. Well, that's fair. Let's get Thank back you. to the question. Do we think that the, uh, the, the nap midday is... The key thing. You know, I, yeah, I mean, like pretty much every other fucking civilized civilized civilization does it. <laughs> he's got us. a he's got a he's money. got a point. But I will say, um, those civilizations have not thrived to the capacity that the United States civilization has. Eh, uh, it's debatable. Just fucking Spain. If, if you can't get England, if you can't get if you France, if you can't get by with a full eight, I don't know. I, got, I ain't got nothing for you. All yeah, I know is... Sleep. All you I do take naps. I take naps, and I, I my naps, I usually set my alarm for 30 minutes, and I'll say out of that 30 minutes, I probably get about 15 to 20 out of it. Um, and that usually happens around 6 p.m. every day. Yeah, Damn, but that's a late nap. That's a late nap. Well, I, I, don't yeah, have a, a, I don't have an option otherwise. Well, I don't yeah. have an option otherwise. That's the only time I have. But if I could take a nap any time I wanted... I would say about two, yeah, about two p.m. Was that one going to take a nap? Jesus, it's <laughs> the fastest I've seen that man leave a chair, though. So I'll give him credit. Ten twenty-eight, time for a nap. Here we go. Uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I, at, uh, at my old job, I used to, uh, I used to nap during the day. God I used to go to my car. I, you know, I don't I'm do actually... it anymore. I stopped doing that. Now, okay, 
I can't. I have to lay down. I can't just nap like sitting up or you know in any kind of prone position. But I have thought about um, getting like one of those like uh, camping cots, mm-hmm. and then the the vehicle I drive that catches on fire or loses a wheel every now and again, like it has enough space in the back that I could set something like that up, and I have a thirty minute lunch break, so. Maybe I don't know a little backpack cot with me and throw it in the back and then just get a little nap, you know. I, I, is it, if the, if there's if there's no risk or little to no risk involved, yeah, I would say do it. I used to park in the basement of a four story uh, four story parking garage uh, specifically because it, one it was a little bit cooler, uh, and, you know, like less sunlight, fewer people, and yeah, I would eat. I would eat this massive lunch. I wouldn't eat breakfast. I'd eat this huge lunch of like I'd got fucking twelve hundred calories, and then wait about a half hour and be like, mm, yeah, I'm gonna use the bathroom. Just go out to that thing and crank the seat back and. Oh yeah, boy, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it would get ahead of me though. I'd hear like the buzz on my phone. <laughs> oh god, been out here an hour. Fuck. <laughs> Shake my eyes real quick. Yeah. And finally, did you know? Studies have shown that daylight saving time is associated with an increase in heart attacks, which one study showing a 24% increase in the number of heart attacks on Monday, the day after daylight savings time, at a group of Michigan hospitals. So is that, wait, did I read that right? 24% increase in the number of heart attacks on Monday after the daylight saving times at a group. So that's just in Michigan. A 24% increase just based on this one bit of research at a hospital in Michigan. I think I don't necessarily think you'd have to focus in on Michigan. I think you'd have to focus on how many how many people. Yeah, I, 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 when you say just Michigan, but I mean, is it five thousand, ten thousand? What's the what's the case study? You know, gonna... but like, I mean, are you are you basing this on cheese intake versus daylight savings? I think you're fake, uh, basing this on Upper Peninsula, <laughs> cast it away from society, and you lose that extra fucking hour. And you're like, oh, god damn it, I hate this. You know, the, the largest largest town in the Upper Peninsula is like fifty thousand people. No, uh, well, I know that where we live, we're kind of jaded with like the number. Like, well, both coasts are like the number of people that live like near mm-hmm. water is ridiculous. Like that's why people, the flyover states and the the Republicans get mocked for, you yeah. know, how many states they win in the middle versus the edges. Yeah. Well, now these pussies in Michigan won't have uh you know a crutch to lean on because we're getting rid of the fucking daylight savings. So I have to blame. Are we really them. doing that? Yeah, I, see, I've heard, I've heard mixed it. reports on this. This is it. This past one last week is it. We're done. Oh, thank the gods above Thor and Odin and Loki and the only other ones that I know, unless there's more from Marvel that I haven't mentioned. God, thank you, thank you. God, why, 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 why did we do it in the first place? Like, why not? Like, past like 1950, did we not fucking stop this bullshit? This is the one time that the United States fucking government has actually worked in the people's interests, and it's all has to do with stopping you from pushing the button on a goddamn clock hmm. once a goddamn year, twice I, a year. Who knows, man? I think I, I, I've been—I would say I've been advocating for it for years. <laughs> I think I, I may have like told a couple friends why I would be getting drunk. Why do they do that, man? That's me and my small world advocating for it. But um. <clears throat> I mean, at the, same, at the same time, or a couple months ago, you had said the world should all work on one time. 
Yeah, but it, but okay, okay. Don't mock me, Alan. I see you fucking laughing. Look, listen, I don't gotta mock you. You said he, it. He mocked you in person when we talked about this. So, but the point is, is it doesn't matter. Like once we decide on a time, that's mm. the time. Like Greenwich Mean, go with that. It, okay, so okay, Alan. The point is. Is let's say Greenwich Mean Time. I don't know. We'll say it's five hours from now. So let's say it's uh, it is. 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. Let's say it's 4 in the morning right now. It doesn't affect my bodily functions at this current moment. I just know 4 in the morning. I'll have to get used to what 4 in the morning means now. My bedtime is now 5 a.m. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Who cares? It's still just a time. I will always know what time it is. In Moscow, it's 5 a.m. In right. Tokyo, it's 5 a.m. It would make it a lot easier for everybody if we just did away with all this horse shit. Yeah, it would if we weren't fucking biological creatures with circadian rhythms based on the fucking sun and the moon. But that so has like, nothing to do with the yes. digit on the clock. Well, think, yes, the fuck it does. <laughs> no, but, but I think what, what Murr is saying is like you... Okay, say you're on the other side of the earth and you could get used to the fact that you work during the a.m. hours and sleep during the p.m. hours. Your, your mind could, like, could... What you're saying is that, like, a portion of the world will have to conduct full-time business hours in the dark. Like, no, I'm, I'm telling. No, yes. How no. does how does that how does that work? No. Okay, because uh, right now, let's say, okay, where is it light right now? So it's light to the west of us. So it's in Seoul. Australia, Seoul, Korea. So okay, okay. So in Seoul, Korea, it is now 10:34 p.m. Okay. And, they're, and they're working. They're, and they're, they're working. This is part of their work hours. That's just what time they work at 10.30 p.m. But no, I, I understand that part of it. Go ahead. But so then I, when I so I just happen to work at a different time of the day. But the day is still the day. But I'll always know what time it is everywhere in the world because we're all on just the same clock. Like there, it, it, the circadian rhythm thing doesn't change because that's biological based on like the sun and the moon and and that's it. Yeah, but whatever John Lennon said. You're just you're just you're just you're everybody's just on the same clock. You don't you don't change it. Everybody knows what time it is everywhere all the time. Everything everywhere all at once. They they won the Oscar. They should win the goddamn time zone. <laughs> Look, I I rarely do I think that you two are the stupidest people in the room, but right now is one of those. I, was, I wasn't agreeing with him. I, 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 I was saying, you defended him, motherfucker. So you in the boat with you are in the boat that has the giant hole in it with him. <laughs> you, what you were trying to say was what like what what he was saying was incomprehensible. Like it's like I can't. No, it's I can't not that it's incomprehensible. It's just it's dumb. <laughs> I wasn't saying that it's not it's not possible. I would. I would. We can do it. I would vote against it, but if it got voted for, I wouldn't complain. That's fair. I'm not even saying I would vote for it, or complain if it got voted down or up. I'm just saying that like it would make more sense if I knew what time it was everywhere all the time. So if I knew that everybody was on the same clock, I would just have to be like, well, "Where's the sun right now?" I don't know. That's for, for whatever reason, conceptually in my head, it makes more sense to me. And why are we, like, at this point, why are we even using time? We just do stuff in the daylight hours and not stuff in the dark hours, like fucking, like, pre-electricity times. Well, how are you going to get, I mean, maybe if you got to fly somewhere. Like, hey, we're taking off and we'll get there whenever uh, we get there. 
Okay, and that's another example. So, like, this let's... is your two's fucking idea about a uniform time system. <laughs> no, no it's not mine. That's why I'm not against it because I'm like, okay, how long does it take me to get to Texas? Four hours. So if I my flight is at 11 p.m., then I'm gonna get there at 3 a.m. I'm not gonna leave. Like, okay, I'm gonna leave here. Is that Central Time? Is that Mountain Time? Okay, so it's only Central Time, so it's only an hour. So if I leave here at 11 p.m., I'm gonna actually get there at 2 a.m. instead of 3 a.m. Yeah, okay. But, so are you getting? You're leaving at three. You're getting there at 3 a.m. Is it daylight or is it is it nighttime? Doesn't fucking matter. It's it does fucking goddamn. matter because no, it doesn't. Our business is open. But then we had to we had to set an anchor point. Where 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 does 12 a.m. start? The middle of the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. The Greenwich Mean Time, okay. right? The Prime Meridian. Boom. That's yeah. where that's where midnight starts on the day that we decide this to happen, and then mm. everybody's on the same fucking time, and then I know what time it is. Like when right. I call South Korea, I'm like, uh, ahoy hoy, and they're like, ahoy hoy. It's uh, you know what time it is. <laughs> Why are you calling me in the middle of the fucking night? Yeah, and you know what the great, the greatest thing about this is, like, with when the apple drops in in uh, in Times Square, Dallas, Texas, uh, Las Vegas, Los yeah. Angeles. It's all everyone celebrates. Yeah. Dick fucking Clark. noon at, at noon, <laughs> and in the middle of the fucking daylight, we were drunk as piss, <laughs> looking at a at a light up ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah, I I will say, I will, I, I will say that the only people that do uh, in in the United States selectively uh, the people west of us complain more about coming here than we do going there. Oh yeah, like listen, I talk to my cousin like every Saturday night, and he's always like, "Oh, I gotta watch Saturday Night Live," and I'm like, "It's ten thirty for him. He yeah. watches Saturday Night Live at ten thirty. Like if you're in California." You watch it at 8.30. 8.30 p.m. is what time Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live comes on. Yeah. So, so, Alan, there's your circadian rhythm fucked up right there. No, it's not. The TV show schedule's fucked up, not the circadian rhythm. <laughs> the circadian <laughs> rhythm has not changed because it's either light or dark. Like, <laughs> okay, Exactly. My point. No, motherfucker. And I, I don't know how to explain this out any other way to you. At this point, I don't know how to explain it to you just, any other way. All right. You don't have to. I get it. I agree. It's, it, you're, it's dumb. It, you're dumb. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> what? I Look, I have long known I'm the smart one on the show, but okay. this one really fucking drove it home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. We're going to try. We've already dragged this out an hour and a half. We're going to try to breeze through the before you go tonight. And I'm going to try to read this very smartly because I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> Do you want one of us to read it? <laughs> Donnie D. Delta here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the only way I could read it. I thought Gen Z's were listening to us. Please do. Uh, I want it. Yeah. Uh, Sunny D. Vodka Seltzer is here. So, folks, listen. And I, like, I, I'm not even, this is even a friend or foe. It's a matter of fact that the seltzer game is ridiculous. And if I had any stake in any time, Chris, if I made coffee, I would probably try to dip my toe in the goddamn seltzer pond. But here we are, the long, famous Sunny D. You remember the commercial ads in the 80s and 90s? The same fucking uh, uh, 30 commercials. A bunch of kids throwing a football in the back. You're like, hey, I'm a little parched. What do you got in your fridge? I oh, man, I got grandma's piss. I got A1. We got Sunny D. Boom! 
Sunny D is coming out with a seltzer. Check this out. Uh, it's going to be $9.99 per uh, six packs, 12 ounces. Four, yes, that's right, $9.99 for a convenient four pack. 4.5% uh, oh. alcohol by volume, 95 calories. Uh, right now, the flavors are limited towards just the classic Sunny D brand. Uh, yeah. You're right. I mean, I guess you don't need Sunny D wild cherry, watermelon, lime, lemon. I don't know grape. what that is. That's not Sunny D anymore. Now you've labeled yourself as a brand and not as a flavor. Sunny D, in my opinion, is a flavor. It is a fake orange juice. Okay. So why didn't hold on? Who, who's the uh, what, what's the big um, juice company with the with the the, the the astronauts used to drink? Tang. Tang. Why didn't Tang do this? Because Tang's what? not fucking like they're not. They don't see the future. They only see the past. They only yeah, see they themselves only walking sell on the fucking, moon. They only sell Tang in third world countries. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's powder. Like an emergency fucking beverage. Like people ain't got time for powders no more, man. What the fuck? Are you yeah. About? All right. I guess give me your quick thoughts on Sunny D getting into the, the seltzer business. Gross. Alan? Gross. I fucking okay. hate Sunny Delay. Okay, that's fair. Like regular Sunny D. I was not the kid who was like, oh, Sunny D. Now you fucking give me a Capri Sun. Now we're talking. Mm. But yeah, no, I, ha I hated it. I thought it tasted like fake orange juice. Like I was not a big fan. So this just sounds awful. Okay. okay, unlike the universal time that I've presented, um, Alan and I are 100% on the same page here. Like, my parents actually nice. bought real orange juice, so when I tasted yes, Sunny D, I was like, I, I was fucking like, I, I remember when I went to a friend's house, and I was like, holy shit, they got Sunny D. I can't wait to get this in my mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is this government issue orange juice? What right? the fuck are you doing to me this is it this, this it tastes like it tastes like chemicals it tastes like scientists tried to make oranges in a fucking laboratory and then they're like eh, somebody will like it and they fucking bottled it and poor kids eat, drank it yeah. fuck poor kids <laughs> it's like I, they made it's like they made fucking like orange juice flavored cough medicine and then took the medicine out of Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the scientists was like, this doesn't taste too bad. If we extract this down and filter this, we could probably get this into a goddamn drinkable little night night type thing. We'll just take the Tylenol out of it and we got ourselves a beverage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, God. Yeah, it is awful. <laughs> however, however, vodka taints everything. Like, you know, vodka is the, the least in invasive of the liquors. Um, so... I'm willing to try it because I think the vodka might make the Sunny D taste better and, consequentially, get me drunk. So I want to see what it tastes like. Uh, mm. So I will try this product. 100% fact, I will try this product. And hopefully I will enjoy it. Um, look, I like my White Claws. You guys make fun of me. It, the White Claws, my, my Ruby Grapefruit White Claw is delightful. I enjoy the shit out of it. Doesn't mean I don't like beer. Just to make that clear. But you're right. But I'll tell you what you 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 bang the nail on the head on, Wes. Fucking Capri Sun. They need to get in the goddamn alcoholic seltzer game because their flavors are superior to all. Their their flavors are so good. They have been able to put their drinks in bags for the last forty years and make kids fucking forcefully try to wedge a straw into a fucking yeah. hole. You, they're all, every flavor's clear. You don't even know what the fuck flavor it is. 
No. Like, no. Nothing. You, you could blindfold someone and be like, okay, look, we got we got the lemon lime, we got the tropical, we got the orange, we have the grape, and someone can you're going to get mixed reviews from the tasters blindfolded as to what the hell they're tasting. And I think that my point is I'm not gonna drink this. If I'm in a pinch and on a boat and there's nothing else to drink, I I may crack one open and try it. But but my point is seltzers is where the money's at. That's it. 100%. I mean, you're, you're you're getting this is a gajillion dollar industry, and uh, <clears throat> whether or not Sunny D's a day late and a dollar short and an orange peel here or there, uh, maybe not. But yeah, that Capri Sun, Christ, it shouldn't end there. Well, right? I just think that's the that's I think that's the best option. I mean, unless I like, I don't even know what those little fucking barrels are called that you fucking peeled the foil top off the huggies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huggy, if Huggy's gotten to the game, they'd have a good chance. I think Capri Sun is probably the the ripest of the fruit to pick for this market at this juncture. Yeah. Doesn't fruit roll up make a like a Huggy t- like or a like a Christ a Capri Sun bite off? I would know. I would think as the father of an eight year old, but I haven't seen any of those. But Kool Aid did. Kool Aid had the. Yeah, those were the jammers, right? The Kool-Aid jammers? Dude, <laughs> those were the bags. Honestly, 100%. Capri Sun is my my is the A1 on this, but like if Gatorade got into the game, like hydrate while you get fucking boozed up because like there's like a whole thing right now with like Gen Zers or whoever's the the earliest generation that can drink right now. Like where they build these like almost like jungle juice like oh the Borgs That's the Borgs yeah where they yeah. they fill up like electrolyte gallon jugs with like booze and they're like we're getting our hydration while yeah. we get fucked up they're like they're like uh Wes they're like jungle juice like personal jungle juice gallons except this this generation cares about their body so mm-hmm. they use like you know like liquid IV and Pedialyte and fucking instead of like country time lemonade and fucking moonshine. Like, you know what I mean? So like, it's like, we've done this exact same thing, just yeah. less healthy. Uh, but then they carry it around as well because it's like anti-rape. You know what I mean? Like nobody can tamper with your shit because you yeah. got, you know, they got this idea like a Paul, Paul Revere satchel. Yeah, No more like the, no more of the fucking like, you know, dip, dip the bush light cup in the fucking yeah. puke bucket of, of juice. They improved, they improved, they improved upon our technology. We laid the groundwork and they have actually come through and they said, ah, that research that was done back right. in the late nineties, early two thousands. If we only add something hydrating to it, we will relieve our hangover. And as Alan said, personal jug, no roofies. Yeah, less roof, less roofies. Yeah, yeah, and less. Uh, yeah. But of course, of course, less opportunity for someone to blame you for roofing them, and then you yes. trying to explain to them that you don't have the money to afford said things Correct. to to uh, drug an entire party. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Yeah, no, absolutely. Also, <laughs> look, my only real concern with the whole thing is that it will lessen roofie jokes. And that's detrimental to everyone. You know that's what I mean? True. Definitely less roofies. We are not in support of that. No. But more roofie jokes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're roof, roofies while on rollerblades, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the best way to do it. 
<laughs> all right. Alan, tell all the kids on roofies that are rollerblading right now where you can find <laughs> them, them middle class holes. You can find us in your local CCS skateboard catalog. Uh, <laughs> do you guys remember this? Uh, you oh. can find us on all your social me- favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL class holes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're the middle class holes on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube. Fuck. Keep remembering it. It's going to be a habit soon. And then, of course, for your listening pleasures, please check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify at 1048 p.m. wherever you live. That's right. Whether it's day or night. That's right, Russia. Who 1048. Knows? Who knows? Are you working right now? Maybe. <laughs> uh, real short and sweet comments. We got four this week. Um, two from the same person under different aliases and different uh, mediums. But first, we're going to start off is what is love on YouTube? This comes from uh, Jordan W. Murr. This is where you explain that you ran across a uh, old classmate at your 25 uh, year high school reunion. And someone says, what is love or what, what do you, mm. what does love mean to you? And you said, uh, that's when you take a dump in the bathroom and you have your significant other go into the bathroom and you know, whether or not, yeah. whether Check or not, the, yeah, take a peek. Uh, Jordan W says, no, it doesn't. Once you stop dating your wife, it's over. What? Uh- Wait, what was what was the bit about? I was my bad. I wasn't really. So, was, uh, so somebody asked me in my twenty fifth high school reunion, like, uh, like something about like, well, what do you think love is? I was like, well, you know, I mean, you gotta get past that honeymoon phase. I mean, love really is when you go in the bathroom and you take a really, really weird dump and you yell at your oh, wife, yeah. like, hey, can you come take a look at this? This shit looks really yeah. weird. Like yeah. I said, that's love. And yeah. and apparently they're disagreeing with me. They, they got freaked out. Jordan W says, "No, it doesn't. Period. Once you stop dating your once you stop dating your wife, it's over." I mean, I I kind of agree with them, but also, like, listen, buddy, you clearly don't have anybody to stare at your asshole fucking pimples. You know what I mean? Like, you've got yeah. no you've got nobody to check out to make sure that hemorrhoid isn't fucking running amok. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's clear for that's evident from your response. Yes. Once you stop dating your significant other, I do believe that that's a bad sign. And by dating your significant other, I mean go out to dinner, right? Have a movie, sure. hold hands, go to Top Golf, right? Do whatever, you know. But get a get a competitive round of putt putt in one of those one of those joggies. Don't stop doing those things. But you also need to not stop having a hemorrhoid viewer because you need one of those. You, right? you we're just meat we're just meat sacks, and sometimes we need fucking eyes on someone that isn't a doctor yet. You you need. Uh, you need a frontline, uh, rudimentary yeah. doctor who loves you. Yeah, where emotion yeah. is is involved. You need a doctor pimple popper that that's not certified. Right, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it's not a certified doctor. You know. Uh, next comes from Curiosity Killed the Monkey. This is where Murr laid out the fact that uh, in one of uh, Curious George's books, where he sniffed some drug passed out i then said goddamn junkie thomas boston decided to interject and says why do you have the why do you have to use god our father's name in vain that's how you chase people away not draw them in think about it and uh well sorry because you're because your father's a cocksucker (laughs) insert username here so fuck off yeah goddamn junkie with with your god (laughs) fuck your problem uh, this comes from a direct uh, TikTok direct message from Ryan Jackson five two five. You can check it out, <laughs> Ryan. I don't know that guy. 
5525. It says, whoever runs this shit show needs to call me ASCP. I have a fucking complaint. Need more taint talk. Call me. 443 blow, uh, you blow. Huh? That's mm. yeah, a, yeah, you know a weird phone number. You did give a little more taint talk tonight because you were talking about the abstract possibility of you having a nine-inch tape versus a ten-inch tape, and how could you tell? So yeah, and what was the? Oh, uh, I was uh, kitten fishing. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, also the taint is a very important location for your loved one to check out if you have an issue down there. Absolutely, it's a place I can't get to myself, sweetheart. Yeah, listen, I, I this, this periscope that I have is just ain't cutting it. <laughs> I look. To look. <laughs> I'll take you out on a date to this duck pin bowling alley, but if yeah. this taint if this taint rash isn't cleared up, we might have issues. <laughs> Check it out for me. <laughs> hey, look, I'm about to draw, I'm about to ride this big bicycle across the country. I need to make sure my taint's fucking up the snuff. My taint situation. Let's do yeah. a before and after. See what happens. <laughs> Lastly, coming from the commenters, Ryan Jackson, not <laughs> not related to. Ryan Jackson 525, because it's different uh, social media, it's uh, Facebook. That's the punchline. This is where I mentioned uh, I was telling a poop joke, and the recipient of the joke didn't understand it. And, Alan, you stepped in. And you're like, oh, you didn't get the punchline? It's where I talked about poop. Uh, <clears throat> and I said, you had said, listen... <laughs> fun. Well, people don't have a sense of humor. Ryan Jackson says, simply deport them. Yes. Get him out it's of the one time I've ever agreed with Ryan Jackson about anything. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Deport them. Deport them. Well, it's getting close to uh, 11 o'clock, wherever you are around the world. It is. is it, are you waking up right now? Good morning. <laughs> are you? Is this your happy hour? Sorry. Sorry. Good almost midnight. <laughs> maybe. What maybe, day? It's, maybe it's lunchtime. That's right. That's right. Uh, oh, man. Hey, look, I didn't say anything. Go Terps. Glad y'all won today. It's been an exciting day. There's some racket busting. Fucking Princeton beating Arizona. Holy shit. Those, they, they, they must have. They went to the whiteboard on that fucker. Unbelievable. Man, it's good, it's a good thing I went with my intuition since nobody gave me any good tips today. Fuck Damn. you. Okay. I, want, I want some money today. Well, clearly. You could have bugged not, give, not giving tips out, that's for sure. All right, tomorrow's a new day. First round, still on the other side of the bracket. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I look, I broke even, but I, you know, I got, but I could have used some help. Not me, man. I won a lot. <laughs> all right, good, good night, folks. Wherever you are, if you're happy hour or getting off of work, stay time getting starting work, getting off of work. It's ten fifty five p.m. <laughs> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Put that in your lunchbox and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Wake and bake.